Coming up this week, Universal Studios makes plans for future expansion, the Disneyana Fan Club announces this year's Legend Award winner, and cha-ching, new coin press machines come to Disneyland. Plus later, Mary Jo talks with the animals at the San Diego Zoo, all that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 587 for the week of June 26th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. I was going to make some kind of clever, like, little Star Wars cha-ching noise. Too late. Mary Jo Mulata-Willie. <laughs> Mary Jo Mulata-Willie. Hi, damas y caballeros. There you go. Oh, yay. <laughs> I've lost control already. I'm Michael Bowling. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. Oh, back to normal. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> how was everyone's week? We're glad it's Sunday. Yes, exactly. I, I had my ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Me too. Welcome back, by the way. Thank you. And and if I can, I'd like to thank everybody who sent their uh you know, their well wishes and pixie dust and prayers and all that. I'm, I'm going through a bunch of tests right now to try to figure out what's going on with me. I'm having some, um, oh, I don't know, sort of some cardiopulmonary issues. So they, I, I went through all the cardio tests this week and, and everything looked good. So I'll be Yay. going through the, the pulmonary, um, exams, uh, in July. So just, so keep those, those positive thoughts and prayers, um, coming that they, get this all, you know, sorted out. So I re- I truly appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Awesome. All right. Uh, hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. Hi, I'm waving at you now. Um, if you want to listen live to us every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific, head over to Mixler.com. That's M-I-X-L-R.com. Uh, and look for the Disneyland edition. Or you can head to our Facebook page. There's always a link there. And also on our show notes page at disunplugged.com. And of course, listen to the rest of our Disunplugged family of shows. The Dreams Unlimited Travel Show on Monday. Our flagship show, The Orlando Show, on Tuesday, live at 10 a.m. And the Universal Show on Thursday, plus Dizpop, maybe on Friday. And then, of course, every day at 9 a.m. Pacific is the Daily Fix, your quick look at the day's Disney news. And then it's almost July, Michael. It is. And we, Craig and I, will be back with Connecting with Walt. And this Yay. is very exciting in July because we'll, we're going to be celebrating our first anniversary of the show. It'll be, um, it was one year ago in July that we first went on the air with Connecting with Walt. So, and it's also, we're starting it on July 1st, which is, um, my wedding anniversary. So very exciting. So, Carol, now which do we, so which, happy. which do we send presents for? <laughs> um, both. Uh, <laughs> okay. Wait, so Michael, starting paper? in July, what show number will you be on? 15. 
15. Wow. Yeah. And so in this one, uh, I'm going to continue our series, Windows on Main Street. And we're going, uh, Craig and I are going to talk about the contributions, Claude Coates, Mark Davis, John DeCure Jr. and Bill Justice, um, you gave to Walt Disney World and where you can find their window on Main Street. Very cool. Um, also coming up, uh, let's see, today, well, if you're listening when this goes up on iTunes, uh, this is the last week of our Celebrating Disneyland uh, extravaganza. This week, it is all about local tips, and the local being myself and Michael. Um, <laughs> and neither of us are locals, but you know. Okay. <laughs> so we have three discussion shows going up, um, all themed to the past three weeks. So in the first week, we talked about the 60th. Second week, we talked about dining. Third week, we talked about attractions. So you get three shows of local tips themed to the 60th dining and attractions so uh you know of course i'm sure there's stuff we missed uh if you think of any other tips that we missed email them to me and we'll pass them on here uh should be some fun videos <coughs> should be some fun videos going up as well um and then of course our contest continues through uh mid-july i believe if you want information on the contest head to www.info.com slash disneyland Click on the big blue Celebrating Disneyland box, and it'll take you to the page with all of the information, plus links to all the great videos that have been going up this month, including Mary Jo's chat at Soren. Yeah, that was good. That was my very first interview I oh, ever really? gave. Mm-hmm. Huh. You ever gave? I, I ever did. Okay. I mean, that I ever... <laughs> Held. I'm sorry, I didn't give it. They gave it. I, that, that I did. Yeah. I was so nervous, and then I was trying not to freak out because other people ahead of me have, were very experienced. But um, so thank you very much. But it, uh, well, I think you did a, a remarkable job, especially because they clearly hadn't debuted the ride yet. Right. And this so was this you was did late, very late well. May. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I haven't listened to it, so I forgot what I asked. <laughs> you guys, well, besides like said, you, you, know you asked memory. for her name and her sign. <laughs> and, and, and things like that. Otherwise, it was really good. <laughs> Her favorite popcorn flavor. There you go. She wouldn't tell me about Hidden Mickey's, though. No. Oh, see how she is? So. Um, I have a couple quick weird housekeepings. Well, no, one weird housekeeping. Uh, okay, so as I'm preparing for the show, I go through, I have a set up like Google Alerts to send me news stories about Disneyland. Every day I get an email from Google's telling, so there are some weird stories that pop up in that feed because it's just looking for Disneyland. And so it's anything that, so of course there are people getting things wrong, such as we're seeing, I'm seeing, you know, stories about alligators at Disneyland, which of course Mm -hmm. is not correct, but Okay, so in the UK, there are these stories popping up about this black ring that's floating over Disneyland Park, and nobody knows where it's coming from, and people are in a panic. People are in a panic? People are in a panic about this black ring. I'm like, oh my goodness. Ring around the berm, ring around the berm. (laughs) 
There you go, baby boomers. <laughs> you guys know what, what what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Me it's too. yeah. Okay, it's if for those of you who haven't watched the latest version of World of Color, there's a huge fire cannon that goes off toward the end of the show, and it, it makes goes off twice. Right, and it makes a black ring of smoke that is visible. You know, you can see it, and it'll floats away, and it goes over Disneyland. I'm sure, depending on the wind, oh, that's and that's funny. that's what people are seeing. You know, these people are reporting on, and I guess that's yeah, just weird stuff. Anyway, sorry, um, I had to go there. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, listener Kyle went to Tortilla Joe's and had brunch today. What do you uh, say about it? He said that they raised the price on the mimosas after Rhino and I were there. <laughs> you drank that much? <laughs> Apparently. Um, unlimited mimosas are now $12. Um, he says What were like they when you went? $10. Okay. Oh, they're unlimited? Unlimited. Oh, that's Ten a good Ten seems deal, to be then. pretty standard locally, though. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He's a uh, hidden gem. Probably wouldn't have tried it without the Diz. The fruit was sweet. Um... Tortillas were fresh, soft and hot. Um, we should have tried the pozole because he said that was oh, great. Pozole. Enchiladas were good. Uh, what is, what, what's pozole? Pozole is a pork soup kind of. Think of um, kind of like the same type of chilies that they use in Menudo. It's kind, it's a red chili pork soup that's delicious. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, they and they serve it at breakfast. It's great for hangovers and stuff. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like chilaquiles. Yeah. Yeah. They also so, serve it at dinner, but yeah, it's really good. He said the burritos were good, but they needed more meat. So, thank you, Kyle, for that report on Facebook. Um, so let's talk about security. I know you guys were talking about security in our weekly email thread. Uh, where there's there were some pictures out there where security was like backed up. Oh my gosh. Is that what's happening? It's hit and miss. Okay. When we got there today at maybe about 12, 31 o'clock, it wasn't bad. There was hardly any line on the very left-hand security um, station. However, one of the things they've done, it feels like they've stuck the tables closer together and made it a tighter channel going in between them like there's more more room on the exit side of the tent versus the entrance side of the tent and they did not screen everyone but they were screening they were screening many but sometimes it's, yeah it's, it's and it's, sometimes it's they screen everyone who goes through one of the three entrances but not all of the three entrances right. it's really really random yeah and then when i went last week now i went at park opening they were screening everybody so i don't know if they do that when they open and then they just are, are they're just Move trying to random different when ways. the crowds come down. Yeah. Or come up. Yeah. We have I a note know. from Dina. She says that they were screening everybody on, um, when she was there. And when I went there, they were screening from both, both queue, both security lines. So we were taking turns. It was our queue, then the queue to the, to the left of us that were going through the same security. I got pulled last week on the left security, on the very left security station, but I also had a shopping bag with me. And I was chatty with the, the security people. And so I think that's why they pulled me. 
Just because the guy didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> I was the only person. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so in person. Jennifer in our chat room was also saying that at 11 a.m. they were screening everybody at the Grand, at the, oh yeah, Grand California. At the Grand, they always I've seen everybody. that. They were screening everybody. They were running them through the screener, which means that you have to take off the metal, put it in a little container so that takes, it can I've also, up. I've also seen them tell people as, as, as the line gets backed up, I've seen them, um, take people out of the line and tell them to go around. I think that happened when we were there, Michael. They, we were all waiting for the for the the uh, metal detector, and they took like an older couple or something out of the line and let them go around. And hmm. um, so okay, so still kind of random. All right, uh, any other housekeeping? I do. Oh. Uh, Michael, go ahead. Well, you might remember a few weeks ago, I had selected items for each of you from the Van Eaton Galleries Collecting Disney and ex- Exhibition and Auction that yes, for you, you to, uh, to, uh, to bid on. Well, I have the results of Woo. your, of, of your items here and what they all went for. So I, I'll go through and you can tell me if you got the highest bid. So. <laughs> Well, you might, you may remember since, you know, Tony, you know, being the discerning gentleman that he is, I selected for him the Mickey Mouse wooden brush set in a leather case. It was um, from the 1930s, made by the Henry L. Hughes Company. It had a Mickey Mouse logo on the surface of the brushes, and it was in its a, a genuine original leather case. They, they thought that it would go between $200 and $400, and indeed it did go for $200. So I don't know. It's a if, bargain. Um, it was. It definitely was. Speaking of bargains, Tom, <laughs> <laughs> you, you may remember that for you, I selected, I, this is like Price is Right, a full... A full room uh, designed by Kim Weber, who, as you know, designed all the furniture for the Walt Disney Studios in nineteen in the nineteen forties, and also helped design the studio. And this was a set of the Kim Weber um, Disney Studio furniture. It included a, a the a animator desk, a one of the airline modern chair a modern chairs a wardrobe and they threw in just to be nice a uh a, a corkboard along with a reproduction of a storyboard by bill pete now they thought this might go between sixty thousand and eighty thousand dollars and indeed it did go for the top bid of eighty thousand dollars now this is before the premium you have to put in, you know, the premium that they then charge for it. Uh, Mary Jo, for you, you might remember, I selected the um, three Caballeros limited edition Quavossier um, yep. gallery cells. That Very were, appropriate. It was. It was still in the original mats. They even had their stickers. It resembled the, the it, what it was is of the, the little children in the scene, uh, the Christmas scene. Where they go through the steets, steets, streets, reenacting, uh, you know, Mary and Joseph's, um, you know, looking for a room at the inn. Las and Posadas. That's it. And, and it, you know, and it, it was in the Mary Blair, um, style. And they believed that this would go between, um, 500 to $700. And this went, um, it, actually, the funny thing is, I need to, 
The funny thing is, I didn't jot it down. So let me, and I, but I know I looked it up. So let me just take a quick look here. And it went for, that's what I thought. Three, it actually went below. It went for $350. So that really surprises me because these are really charming prints. You might, I know you would have gotten I could, I could have got those. <laughs> yeah. You, um, for me, the Walt Disney personally made miniature pot belly stove, those, uh, uh, they're not even on the list. So I suspect they did not get their bid between $8,000 and $10,000. It appears they did not sell. So I still have a chance. Maybe you at do. another auction. And Nancy, you weren't on the show when I mentioned this. No, I this. know, but my hat. Your hat, right? The rare souvenir Mary Poppins hat. They thought that this would go between $300 and $500. This went for $800. You'll look very dashing in that hat. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was very, very thrilled. Yes. I, <laughs> anyway, so so that that's the results there so uh so if you didn't get the winning bid good luck next time i suspect there will be a next time <laughs> <laughs> next year this is the probably. second or the third time they've done this i think this is their third auction yeah. so anyway now it's a tradition yeah definitely oh believe me well what's sad is a lot of the people who are collectors are uh you know they're you know, their families are inheriting these estates now and mm -hmm. they're putting them up for auction. Yeah. Wow. So. All right. Thank you, Michael. Nancy, did you have something? I do have a couple little things. One, speaking of collectors, Mr. Michael, you and your popcorn buckets, mm. guess what heinous thing I saw today? Oh, is there a new popcorn bucket out? No, but there are those little mine train thingies all over the park now. All oh, over the park. Not just in Frontierland? Ugh. All over the park. There was one in Critter Country at the, there, there, there are, anyway, those aren't what I was talking about. As I was coming through <laughs> Frontierland, however, I noticed something heinous and I even took a picture of it. Your favorite land specific colored popcorn buckets? Oh, those, those balloons. Um, balloons. Oh no, they slapped something slightly different on them, didn't they? No, they were all on. All the colors were are starting to appear on carts. Oh, all, one cart? all of the colors in one place in Frontierland, definitely. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, did they? So did, I don't know. Did their ship come in and now they have too many? <laughs> I I don't know. I I was just very very surprised. They were all stacked up there on one. On one thing, and um, do you we think were, do you think those unlimited popcorn buckets proved to be so popular that oh, they're not selling, selling the, the regular ones? I don't know. I mean, I didn't see, I didn't see a lot of places with the unlimiteds. I was kind of, I mean, they weren't as obvious. The unlimiteds. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I was kind of keeping my eye out to show Ian my husband um you know the unlimited popcorn bucket and because i've been telling him that they were doing that with drinks and stuff and i didn't see at that cart in particular i didn't see the unlimited popcorn bucket yeah they have them at disney world now hmm. that's for everybody right i i think yeah, so yeah because ours, ours are just for pass holders so at disney world they're for anybody but it's only on the day you purchase 
Oh, that's oh, lousy. Yeah, at Disney World, it's the day you purchase, and it's it's a little cheaper than ours. I think it's only like ten dollars, and refills are a dollar fifty, but it's day of purchase only. Hmm. I saw somebody did post on Facebook today though that they got one of the fifteen dollar um, annual pass holder popcorn buckets, so they're still out there. Cool. Yeah. So um, I saw that one, and then um, we were. I don't know if we mentioned this last week or not, that I, you know, I remembered um, asking Mary Jo if she had ever remembered seeing Daisy in front of the Carthay Circle doing meet and greets. Well, Daisy is meeting in front of the Carthay Circle meet and greets, if anybody else has not seen that. And as we were getting off Big Thunder today, we saw both Nico and Pocahontas together. That's new. Doing meet and greets. Yeah. Right outside the exit. I, I really hadn't cool. seen them in a long time. Out in the parks. Yeah, and they have their own PhotoPass photographer and everything. Wow, interesting. Yeah. So they're. I think they're really trying to do something with that section since it's so dead-endy over there. And, you know, people are just kind of coming to ogle the... And the construction is so obvious over there. Yeah, it's I mean, it's above, the, right? Now you can, everybody, you can see it from... Especially from the attraction. Well, and you can see the... Um, I... W- you know, it wasn't glaring from the attraction, especially if you're having fun with your small child that has now discovered that that's a really cool ride to ride. <laughs> um, but uh, but even just standing there right at the dead end, it's you can see the equipment past the scrims. The scrims are not tall and tight like they are other places. Which hmm. surprises me, but I guess if they need to get some stuff in and out, you know, they can't have them... That's kind of a hard area to put a good solid scrim wall. Yeah. So, yeah, is what it is. Oh, and how long have they been selling Animal <laughs> Kingdom candy at Trolley Treats and at at the Honey Pot? I I don't even know what animal. I know they they have the candy from Animal Kingdom, but I I wouldn't yeah. know to tell the difference. Well, it, the reason you can tell that it's candy from Animal Kingdom and it's got Lion King packaging all over, and it's like a featured product at Trolley Treats. When you come in the corner entrance at Trolley Treats, there's like a huge stand with all the Lion King, the the Lion King themed candy packages. It it seemed very odd and out of place, but it was in a feature product presentation area. Yeah, you'd think if they needed to dump some of it, they'd put it in, um, you know, Adventureland at least. Right. Right, and it's not there. I can tell or, you that. Or, or 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 even Pooh Corner, you get away with that a little bit, but yeah, it's down in Pooh Corner. Okay. They do have it in Pooh Corner, but yeah, right smack at Trolley Treats was very very strange. Weird. Oh, and Mary Jo and I, um, just another. Last merchandise thing, Mary Jo and I, um, I don't know if we mentioned it when we talked about our Soren experience last week, but the Soren products are out. Oh, yeah. The- In the shop right across the way. The Some way. of so them look really cool. They are really cool. And actually, the mugs are really cool. I just wish they had left off Disneyland Epcot. and Epcot. Yeah. Oh, they work for both they- parks? Yeah, they yeah. say Disney Parks instead of Disneyland, so they have Epcot uh, and Disneyland on them. So to me, right there, it's like, I'm not going to buy it. No, uh-uh. Yeah. But they had some really cute backpacks um, mm-hmm. that showed, that that looked like, let's say, like Look- patches from all over the world, right. all the scenes from Soren. Yeah. So cute. 
So that's it. That's right. my my few merchant. Oh, Ooh. and thank you to Michelle Harker who has been sending us merchandise updates for the last while. She's moving to another position. We love you, Michelle. If you <laughs> yeah, right. And if she does, thank you very much for sending us all those updates for yeah. the last couple of years when you were in your position. So we appreciate her keeping us up to date, oh, yeah. and now we all have to do it ourselves. <laughs> you poor thing. Do we know what I she's know. moving to? She's moving up to something bigger and better. Right. More I, on the creative I, side, right? Yeah, it's all um, product creative. I'm I'm digging for the email while we're talking. Anyway. Um, but okay. yeah, so anyway, yeah, very, very good. We've lost a couple great merchandise um, PR people from Disney to better jobs. <laughs> Any other housekeeping? I have a couple. Go ahead. Uh, just a reminder that in Orange County, they have Beauty and the Beast the last two weeks of July, if you anybody wants to go. Um, I'm going July 30th, so it'd be fun to run into some dizzers there. Also, Bob Gers July 17th bus tour sold out, so he they opened up another one August 21st. So if there's anybody who's going to Disneyland on July 17th for sure and wanted to also go on the Bob Gur, um Disney tour in L.A., August 21st for that. And then I just wanted to say over here, we haven't done Thread of the Week in a really long time. But there's a really fun thread over on the Disneyland board on the disboards.com. And it's a list of changes in summer of 2014. And this thread's by Brianna Ruth. And people keep adding um, things and she updates the first post. And there's a bunch. I mean, I have to scroll down to read all of them. And we're not going to go through them here. But if you'd like to, I'll, I'll um, bump up the thread so it's on the first page. If anybody wants to go over to the disboards and read it. So many, which is another example of how many, how Disneyland is always doing things to make it more interesting for us. So even despite all the construction and, and other things that they're doing. Well, at least we don't have a crane in front of our castle, you know, nine months out of the year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, could, true. it could be worse. <laughs> um, oh, I, oh, Carol and I saw Finding Dory. Did any of you see Finding Dory? Oh, Not yes. Yet. Oh, wonderful it's a sweet film very nice and uh, for us carol and i enjoyed it because you know a lot of it's based on the uh, monterey bay aquarium and mm-hmm. the academy of sciences in san francisco and even uh there's if you know where pixar is located some of the street signs uh will lead you there <laughs> or in that general area that are, you know, that are in the film. And then even uh, there's a scene, I don't want to give it away, but there's a scene that takes place on a freeway and that appears to be the freeway that leads down from the Golden Gate Bridge um, in Marin County and will ultimately take you to Lucas Films or at least buy it. So it, it's fun. And anyway, it, it's beautifully uh, animated. It's a, it's a very nice story a lot of nice messages and all that. And considering how well it's doing at the box office, I think we can look forward to um, finding Marlin in 12 years or so. <laughs> finding Crush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does make a cameo. Finding Squirt. That would be, you know, that would be Squirt's coming of age film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really? When he's like 60 years old. <laughs> Jeez. Um... I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook, um, Anthony, who's in the in the chat room, attempted the lobster nachos, made them at, made them at home. Did you see that? Yeah. 
Oh, they looked really good. Or it is at probably the more bar lobster. Or... Hmm? Where? At, no, he made them at home. Oh, he made them at home. Oh, oh that's what he meant when he yeah. wrote that. Yeah. Okay. Yum. He's, he wanted a, he wanted a shameless plug. And he got it. Sorry, any other housekeeping. <laughs> any other well, housekeeping. Well, he didn't invite us over. I know, <laughs> to right? Try them. I had one, and I've lost it. Okay, good. All right. Before, <laughs> be, before we get to news, it is time for the final, final, oh, final. I know. Oh crap! Okay. Tarzan's treehouse is back open. Okay. So. Oh, that's closed. right. They had. They had. Um, it looked like they were fumigating it. They had wrapped it up. <laughs> it was wrapped up last week. They, because they had plastic termites eating the plastic leaves <laughs> exactly. and plastic wood. The, the concrete uh, Disney tree. <laughs> I would bore something. That was okay. the one thing. Yes, Tarzan's Treehouse is back open. Okay. Okay, that's All right. the last one. Enough. All right, so it is time for the final, final, final trivia, trivia, trivia question, question, question. Oh, I did. Have I gotten a lot of messages about last week's? I know. No, I, I bet you have. I had to throw a tough one in there. Yes. <laughs> and yes, Michael wrote these questions. All right. This is an easy one, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so again, head to wdwinfo.com slash Disneyland. Click on the Celebrating Disneyland logo to get the information about how to enter the contest. Um, both a social media contest, woo, and a trivia contest. Two winners of a five-day, four-night trip to the Disneyland Resort. Yay! All right, so... That is exciting. Yeah, and the winner's going to be announced July 25th? Yes, July 25th. Live at the Cirque du Soleil Theater in... Disney Springs. Right. Beautiful downtown Disney Beautiful Springs. downtown Disney Springs. <laughs> West. Alright, here's the question. Since the opening of Disneyland in 1955, name the only United States president who has not visited a North American Disney theme park. Choices are A. Harry S. Truman, B. John F. Kennedy, C. Lyndon B. Johnson, or D. Barack Obama. Again, since the opening of Disneyland in 1955, name the only U.S. president who has not visited at least one of the North American Disney theme parks. A. Harry S. Truman, B. John F. Kennedy, C. Lyndon B. Johnson, or D. Barack Obama. Lock in your answers now. <laughs> okay, is anybody at home watching the... the um, not here in the West Coast yet, but on the East Coast, watching the game show. Oh, is it Match Game? I, I want to watch that later. I want to watch I'll, that I'll be, so I'll be posting, post, posting this. I love Match Game. I've got to let Carol know to record it. It's. I think that's the last one that's on, though, right? Because it's the last one that's on. Because it's like it's um, an hour of Family Feud, then an hour of Pyramid, then an hour of Match Game. All what in channel? the same night? All in the same night. Uh, it's ABC, I believe. Why would they do that? Because it's summer. Yeah, it's it's their big summer game show thing, and game uh, shows are making a comeback. Yeah, but those, it's going to be those tough. are like two two of my favorites. You know, but they've and, tried and family, to bring back plus match plus Family game. Feud. <laughs> yeah, 
they've tried to bring back match game over and over again, and they just yeah. can't. Well, because capture the magic. Because of Brett Gene Summer Rayburn. and Charles Wilson Riley are dead. I mean, no, yeah. you don't have green. You don't have Rayburn. Yeah, and right, well, Brett and Summers, Summers and Charles, Charles Nelson Riley, so Richard awesome. Dawson before he became angry and bitter. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> before yeah. it all all those fame went to his head. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. recording this series as we speak. All right, cool. All right, time for. <laughs> Thank you for Sorry. bringing it up. Uh, I'm sure it'll be on demand. Uh, time for this week's news. Uh, so. Um, Garner Holt will be receiving the Disneyana Fan Club's 2016 Disney Legend Award next month at the club's convention. Uh, Garner Holt Productions, which has created animatronic figures for Disney theme parks around the world, including <laughs> the 40-foot fire-breathing dragon in Fantasmic, <laughs> oops, and 12 characters for Cars Land, uh, plus, of course, a bunch of things for Knott's Berry Farm, but we're not talking about this because it's Disneyana. Uh, Holt taught himself robotics as a teenager in the 1970s out of love for Disneyland attractions. He was mentored by Disney Imagineers, and his company took off in the 1990s building figures for Chuck E. Cheese restaurants and other theme parks. I'm sorry. Well, Chuck E. Right? Cheese was not his crowning achievement. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Neither was the dragon that Fantasmic. Well, I guess maybe it was. Uh, he started working, doing work for Disneyland with its Haunted Mansion holiday overlay in 2004. Uh, this award goes to individuals who have made significant impact to the legacy of Walt Disney. Again, it will be presented July 14th in Anaheim as part of the Disneyana Mania 2016, which is the Disneyana Fans Club's annual convention. Uh, this year event, this year's event is July 13th through the 16th with the big collectible sale to be held on the 16th, July 16th at the Wyndham hotel. So that's always, that's always a good time. Um, I'll put a link to the, the, their page, but I think it's, uh, org If you want more information on that. Um, all right. This one's kind of long, so I may skip a few paragraphs, but this comes from variety. This is an exclusive, Universal Studios is embarking on a new five-year plan that will reorient many of its production sound stages to the east near its back lot as it makes way for additional space to expand its theme park. In the works is a complex of ten sound stages to be built in 2017 and 2018 as a cluster of smaller stages on the front and west portion of the lot are removed to make way for new theme park attractions. So apparently they're building other, the other side so that they can knock down the stuff where like Transformers and um, what else is down there? Mummy and Jurassic Park and stuff are. Oh, so that's where they'll be able to expand. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I remember when we went for the Horror Nights. Uh-huh. Yeah, they used all of those. They use a yeah. lot of those sound stages. Right. I so, so some oh, okay. of that stuff's going to go. Um, I think some of the stuff, like, maybe behind that, I don't, I'm not, it looked, it, from the picture, it looked like it was the stuff. Um, so if you're looking at Transformers, if you're looking at Transformers, everything to the left of Transformers is what some of the stuff they're taking out and behind Transformers. Yeah. Uh, wow. 
Also in the works is a new child care facility, an expanded fire station, a sheriff's substation, and a trail uh, trailhead park and bike path along the Los Angeles River. Um, a new theme park attraction located near Transformers in the lower part of the park is expected to be announced soon. Uh, the soundstage complex to be built at the Backlots Park Lake will be constructed in two phases. Um, in 2017 and 2018, ranging, ranging from 16,000 square feet to 18,000 square feet with attached or adjacent offices, dressing rooms, rehearsal halls, and parking. The stages will be designed to be flexible enough to accommodate a variety of productions. Uh, addition, two additional sound stages will be built if LA is awarded the Summer Olympics in 2024, and that would be the site of the International Broadcast Center. Uh, the the article goes on. Uh, you know, s- some of the sound stages that they're they're tearing down were built in a long, 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 long time ago. Oh, so they're not state of the art anymore. They're not state of the art anymore. So they're able to tear down some of these bigger sound stages, build new ones, and get more use out of them. Basically, uh, they talk about stage twenty eight, which was built in nineteen twenty four, has already been demolished. Wow. Which is... Uh, Wasn't that the Phantom of the Opera The Phantom of the Opera set. Um, they, Where will he go? I know. They, well, they, they, uh, they preserved what was inside. They preserved some of the sets, so they're hoping to find a, find a spot to, to put that. Uh, so... Uh, now, I have a question then. Yeah. Where they're clearing the area, it could, is that there a possibility Diagon Alley could go in there and somehow connect up with Wizarding World? <laughs> I thought Diagon Alley was going into the area that was um, Waterworld. I have no idea. Because yeah. the Waterworld area is being completely scrapped. Oh, okay. Yeah, it would make probably make more sense because, I mean... That'd be the uh, totally opposite part the of the train. Park. Yeah, that's the only issue because it's right. It would be right next long. door. Yeah. Well, but the train doesn't necessarily have to be long because it can. It, it's all digital. Yeah. <gasps> Spoiler yeah. alert. It it, could, it wouldn't even necessarily need magic to move killer. That much. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought I was the the horrible magic killer Sorry. of all of us. <laughs> I had you. no idea. That it was digital? That you weren't really going very far? Had Actually, no idea. You yeah. thought you were in the Scottish Highlands, Joe. <laughs> Bless your heart. I haven't written it yet, but I, I thought it took you from one land to the other. Well, well it, it does. takes you from it one does. place to the other, but there's more to it than that. Yeah. It's She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to picture it all. Okay. I'll explain I, I wonder later. if Hogwarts will be uh, affected by the Brexit. <laughs> Dude, well, they, well, they have different kind of money anyways. They're, well, Guests at California Adventure can check out a 10-minute preview of the upcoming Disney feature film, Pete's Dragon. Yay! The sneak peek will take... That's Michael's anniversary. Yes, it's... Well, no, it's the anniversary. It's the anniversary. Oh, oh, it's July 1st. July 1st. It's like the film comes out on my birthday. Yeah. 
Okay. So. Mark your calendars, gang. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you when in a second. Send presents to Michael. Yeah. Uh, sneak peek. Sunline we'll... gift cards. What, what preview is this again? Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon. Thank you. The sneak will please. The sneak peek will take place in the Sunset Showcase Theater. Mary Thank Jo's you. our candle on the water. Wonder if that song is in there. I don't know. I know. Uh, which it is has formerly to be. formerly the Muppet Vision 3D Theater. And will include, uh, will be in 3D, of course, and include always exciting special in theater effects. Stop it. Pete's Dragon, starring Robert Redford, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Oaks Fegley, opens in theaters August 12th. Hey, August 12th, 2016. And, and for birthday. those who have never, who don't know who Bryce Howard is, she is the daughter of legendary actor and producer and director Ron Howard. Oh, yeah, she just came out in Jurassic World, so... <laughs> oh, she did? She, she just yeah. came out she was, she in Jurassic was World. She's the main femme in Jurassic World. Which, of course, went nowhere. Um, so hopefully this is better. Uh, all right, Mary Jo, next, please. <laughs> Over in Los Angeles. Yes. Um, and uh, farmer's market that we, a lot of us talk about how much we like going to farmer's market. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, I went to an event there and they're doing it again. And this is called Taste of Farmer's Market. Nom. Ew, what do farmers taste like, Mary Jo? <laughs> Chicken. No, Taste of Farmer's Market. <laughs> so, um. How much does a farmer sell for, Mary Jo? <laughs> no, you handle that kind two of for, stuff. Two for a dollar. <laughs> two for five. Um. So Tuesday, July nineteenth, five to nine p.m. So Nancy, if you want to go, I'm th- I'm really thinking of doing Tuesday this. Tuesday the nineteenth. Uh huh. Yeah, we so went we, last year. I went with you last year. No, we. I, no, I, I went separate from you last year. I. It's been a couple of years since I've been, maybe three. <laughs> okay. Wow. I you went very rendezvoused with a bunch of people from the Diz. At one point. <laughs> so it wasn't you, but it was somebody else. Yeah, it was. In a different time. <laughs> but anyway, this is the eighth annual Taste of the Farmer's Market. And it's an evening of mouth-watering taste from over 50 of the market's top-rated restaurants, grocers, and eateries. And this year's theme is called All Fired Up, as the evening will support the First in Fire Foundation and the firefighters from the local stations, which are stations 61 and 68. Admission includes food sampling, firehouse chili taste prepared by the firefighter chefs, beer and wine samples. Chefs, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, let me put my teeth back in. You had to catch me out on that. You're so mean. <laughs> prepared, prepared by the firefighter chefs, beer and wine samples, two non-alcoholic drinks, and free parking. Uh, you can purchase your tickets today for just $35. They are $40 at the door. So if you get them online, it's um, $5 uh, discount. And um, they have group sales also. So new this year, they have a $10 kids ticket, which gives 10 tastes for participants for 10 years and under only. Drinks are included there too. Kids and adults are invited to visit the First in Fire community table with arts and crafts, emergency preparedness information, and photo opportunities with a classic red fire truck. Um, I did this before, and like Nancy and I were saying, and it's a lot of fun. You you just get these samples, but you go to all these different booths, you get an idea of what they serve, and you can get full really quickly, so you need to kind of... Disney, sh- Disney should do something like this. At the prices that they charge here. Oh, never mind. <laughs> 
But it's it's really it's really they could call cool... it like food and flowers or something. They could do something yeah, like that. That would be cool. But what I like about this one is that the booths are permanent booths. They're not there sitting in the walkway and to be torn down a few weeks later. And this is fair that's offered all the time. So it gives you this opportunity to, to uh, try their different foods. Yeah. And if you're in the area, every Friday night they have Friday night music, which is pretty cool. Awesome. So, Thank you, Mary Jo. Mm-hmm. Michael. Well, you can have a big red, white, and blue 4th of July at the Walt Disney Family Museum. They are having a talk, ironically, not on the 4th of July, but on Wednesday, June 29th. Did any of you ever see the film Johnny Tremaine when you were young? Yes. Well, well, you I can... If you go there on Wednesday, June 29th, you can go to a talk, a conversation with Johnny Tremaine's Hal Stellmaster. And what he's going to talk about is he's going to talk all about his experience, um, you know, working on the film as well as some of his other, uh, you know, his other experiences and all that stuff too. And so he, he also he's going to talk about what his personal stories from the film what it was like working with walt disney um he w- became a casting um director for the walt disney studios and he also served as an army officer in san francisco's presidio where the museum is located so uh, this is on again wednesday june 29th it, it the you can see at 4 p.m the film a um, Johnny Tremaine, and then stay for the talk at 5.45 p.m. And if you've not heard about Johnny Tremaine, it it retells the years preceding the American Revolution through the eyes of a patriot navigating um, landmark events of American history, including the Boston Tea Party, the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere, and the Battles of Lexington and Concord. And it was based on a 1943 children's novel by Esther Forbes. And I remember watching this when it was on, uh, you know, The Wonderful World of Color when I was a boy, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, if you just want to see the film at the museum, it is playing throughout Independence Day weekend, um, Friday, July 1st, Saturday, July 2nd, and Monday, July 4th, So and Sunday, July 3rd. So go ahead and... Um, for more information and about prices and to get tickets, you can go to their website at WaltDisney.org. And happy 4th of July. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Nancy. Okay. So I have two new things at the park. One, um, they are making 4th of July. Thank you, Michael. They're making 4th of July apples, um, marshmallow sticks with caramel, and all the insundry 4th of July treats that we expect every year. Um, but more importantly, we went and checked out the brand new Star Wars quarter presses. Woo! There was a big announcement on the Disney blog that they're adding a new, um, you know, adding Star Wars into their, you know, collectible coin press repertoire. And so we had to go check them out today. And if you go to my Facebook or Mary Jo's Facebook, she put a link to my Facebook Live. We did some video where we made coin presses. These are not your basic coin press machines. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. First thing we noticed when we came in, they're all decorated up in, in the, you know, with symbols of the Rebel Alliance and stuff. And then we heard Kylo Ren speaking to us. Oh, wow. And there's like, there's audio. There, as the coin presses, you get different colors of 
of light and it, they try to make it look very holographic and, you know, just different shimmering colors. There is actually a vid screen that draws your attention. One was working, one was not. Bad well, what do you Disney. want for a quarter? Bad show, Disney, <laughs> fix that other one up. But um, there are six different styles you can get. One machine has a Star Wars and Rebel Alliance symbol. It has Ray, and then it also has Chewbacca. So you can press those three on one machine. The other machine is the dark side. We have Kylo Ren, a First Order symbol, um, and a Darth Vader. And Captain Phasma. Or, I'm sorry, Captain Phasma. They look a lot alike when they're that <laughs> tiny. Yeah, when they're, when they're in, in <laughs> relief. Yeah. I know, I said the same mistake, I made the mis- same mistake when I first saw him on the video, And Ian too. corrected you. I know he did, and then they corrected me again. Zoe made a point on the second video of going, Captain Phasma. Don't so. give everything away. Anyway, <laughs> so those are your six choices. Each one will cost, each single coin will cost you $1.25. That's a dollar to press and oh, 25 wow. cents to take home. In a non-spendable version. Um, and so, yeah, if you want the entire set, that's what? A lot of money. Uh, yeah, that's basically eight bucks for the whole set. So, um, it was What fun. happened to 51 cents? Well, you can still get that somewhere else. Not Star Wars, though. <laughs> Not in Star Wars world. So it, they were cool. They, they got to pay for the audio and the video somehow. That Which, doesn't work. What's really yeah. weird is the picture shows them in gold, yet the press does quarters, right? Mm-hmm. So they turn out silver. All right. <laughs> so it doesn't do doubloons. Is that it? <laughs> Darn. Somebody posted up that they wondered if they took a, a, one of the actual silver quarters and put it in, if it would just melt it un- unbelievably and undeniably. Because those suckers are hot when they come out. The, pre- the friction of the pressing... It, they're hot to the touch when they pop out, so you actually have to let them sit for a second and cool down. But anyway, that cool. was our excitement. Oh, and um, also the quarter or the twenty-fifth um, or sixtieth anniversary coin presses will be out until um, September fifth, <laughs> and then those are gone. So yeah. we are we were there today working on catching up our collection. So. So there you go. Very cool. Thank you, Nancy. Oh, and there's oh. not a lot of stuff left in as far as women's clothes in the Roxy store anymore. Roxy is starting to sell down. <clears throat> is there a ETA on one that would close? Close? They did not say. At least the person I was talking to in the store. Didn't I, I'm, have gu- I'm guessing. I'm guessing the thirtieth. I'm assuming the thirtieth. Um, however, interestingly enough. You can still return merchandise. They're not marked final sale. Oh, that's good to know. And some of the items you can find in the park, too. But I would check the Roxy store first to see if they have anything kind of left. But the women's, the men's side is visibly taking over the women's side at this point. So, there you go. All right, cool. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, thank you, everyone. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Uh, for those of you listening live, stick around and we'll take a day six adventure. Uh, otherwise, that's going to do it. We're going to be sure to catch all of our other Design Plug podcasts this week. 
Of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.